Your Money Replay from Money FM 89.3. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. My guest's first book was Silicon Dragon How China is Winning the Tech Race. And in that book, Rebecca Fannin profiled Jack Ma of Alibaba and Robin Lee of Baidu. And she's followed these tech titans ever since. Her second book was Startup Asia that explored how India is an up-and-comer and it again pointed to a leading-edge trend. We're speaking today with Rebecca A. Fannin and I'm reading Tech Titans of China. Good morning, Rebecca. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. So happy to be here on the show. Thrilled to have you with us. Let's get into it from Facebook to Amazon to Google. How are some of China's biggest titans redefining frontier technologies and reshaping financial or mobile communication sectors? Well, definitely innovating faster, working harder, and innovating in many areas, including mobile, is front and center. Anything to do with mobile, China is very advanced. Mobile commerce, mobile payments, these are areas that China really leads the world in because China really leapfrogs right over the personal computer and went straight to mobile. Yes, absolutely. Can you share with us a little bit about how this book came to be? Oh, sure. I've been tracking the China tech innovation stream for about 15 years now, including from my first book, Silicon Dragon, in 2008. And I've seen it grow up. I've seen it mature. I've seen the original Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent have really become these tech titans today and a whole new group of newcomers that are emerging. And some of them have already gone public and scaled out very large. And so I needed to really update and chronicle these newcomers who are innovating today, not just copying. Uh, the original Internet entrepreneurs were mainly copiers of Western models. Right. Yeah, but now today they're really innovative. And the idea is that as China innovates, it's being copied around the world. So, for instance, TikTok has gone global and it's being copied by some of the uh, Western brands, like even Facebook has its own kind of TikTok lookalike called Lasso. Just fascinating. So in terms of the next tech titans, besides TikTok, who does this book cover? Oh, yeah. Well, look, in the drone market, DJI, it's the world-leading drone maker. It has a dominant market share, and it's from China. It innovated in China, and with breakthrough technologies, you know, nobody compares to it. So DJI in the electric vehicle space, uh, we have Xfang Motors and Neo in mobile commerce, social commerce. We have a newcomer called Tinduo Duo, which has invented a new idea of commerce that combines social media, gaming, and shopping all in one app. And they have these super apps that have developed in China, like Meituan and WeChat. Mm-hmm. The West really doesn't have anything like a we like. WeChat or Meituan. And these are areas where the super app, a, a multifunctional app where you can do, you know, practically live on your app has become just a way of life in China. Yeah, the super app. Love that. Tell us about which tech sectors you've identified as those that really matter in China's race for superpower status. Oh, well, definitely AI. Anything to do with artificial intelligence, China is getting ahead very fast. Now, global leader in R&D, research and development of AI is the U.S. and remains the U.S., but China is implementing AI faster into finance, into facial recognition, speech recognition, self-driving cars, smart city. 
So China is getting a leap on AI technologies of the future, which are really going to matter. The same thing is happening in 5G telecom standards. It's the new super speedy telecom system that's going to speed up all of our internet devices and make us super connected to a degree that we don't really have any idea of today. So 5G, AI, electric vehicles, drones, robotics, yeah, anything to do with mobile and smartphones. China has a leading smartphone maker in Xiaomi. A lot of companies and tech sectors that really matter that China is getting ahead in. When it comes to China's ability to leapfrog and really lead this tectonic shift in innovation, do you see the U.S.-China trade war making a dent in China's ability to leapfrog, so to speak? Well, certainly there have been pushbacks by the U.S. on China's technology prowess. For instance, the ban on selling to Chinese AI companies over the surveillance technology issue. That is an area that could have a major impact on the development of these AI companies from China. The ban on selling to Huawei is also could dramatically impact Huawei in ways that Huawei develops its own technology, its own standards. So we're starting to see, as the U.S. pushes back, we're starting to see China become more reliant on its own technologies and develop its own technologies and new standards. I don't think that this is a good sign for the global innovation market, but it's happening. We're speaking with Rebecca Fannin. She's the author of Tech Titans of China, how China's tech sector is challenging the world by innovating faster, working harder and going global. Rebecca, what are your predictions for how China's going to do in this race for tech dominance in the next decade? Well, I think we're going to see China continue to escalate. I think that this trade war and the tech cold war are not going to stop China's ambition to be a world leader in technology innovation. You have government top-down policies. You have tech titans that are investing heavily in tomorrow's technology. Uh, you have a technology funds. And there's a lot of accelerators of China's tech boom that I don't really see going away. I think, yeah, some of the U.S. bans are going to put a dent in it and will have uh, some impact. But overall, I think the long run is that China will continue to escalate and we're going to see a narrowing of the gap between China and the U.S. in technology dominance. We're just three days away from 11-11 or Singles Day, which was pretty much dreamt up by China to boost e-commerce sales and has done better than Black Friday over in the U.S. You have a fascinating chapter, Chapter 8, on e-commerce getting social. And you focus on Pin Duo Duo, which is a platform that allows for uh, group buying deals. What struck you about Pin Duo? Duo and how they're using social media and this whole idea of social to drive e-commerce? Well, it's never been done before. E-commerce has been a uh, business-to-consumer application, and now we're seeing social woven into it where people share deals and say, hey, I got this great deal. Come on in and join me in this deal, and together we'll get a better discount. And then they bake in games. And so there are prizes for shoppers on the app. And so it makes it really fun and entertaining. So shopping becomes not just kind of a chore, but a real entertainment thing you can share with friends. I think recently 
uh, to make an argument for Facebook, Facebook saying that if they didn't come up with cryptocurrency like Libra, then the United States dominance, world dominance would be challenged. What do you make of China's leap forward in the global economy? What does this mean for the U.S.? Well, yeah, I think we will see these two superpowers competing across a number of sectors. And I think right now we see rather two worlds of China's world and the rest of the world. But I think China going forward is going to take more of its companies global. For instance, TikTok is one of the first that's made this leap globally and become popular globally. I think that this is the beginning of a trend and uh, we will see more of these Chinese companies get prominence around the world. And the U.S. actually feels threatened by this, I think, because basically our leading are cut off from the Chinese market and they're blocked. So people argue that that's an unfair advantage that China got ahead because the U.S. brands were blocked. And if the U.S. brands would have been in, they, they maybe they would have won the Chinese market. But today, you already see these two worlds existing of the China internet world and the rest of the world internet, so-called splinternet. I think it's a good term for it. Splinternet, love that. As an American journalist studying innovation in China, you know, getting these personal interviews, were you viewed with any suspicion at all, with any challenges in, in trying to do what you set out to in this book? Basically, not many challenges at all. I think Partly that's because I was one of the first American journalists in to write about this tech boom and this entrepreneurial boom from China. And so I was very much welcomed that uh, the story needed to be told to the Western world. And I was one of the first who was telling that. So I was always welcomed and never faced any kind of challenge to that. And today I have a lot of company on this trail because the story went mainstream and became a very popular topic. So back when I was first covering it, the idea of a silicon dragon market in China was considered ludicrous because no one could believe that China could innovate. China was all about copying. But then that was proven wrong. And now that my whole silicon dragon concept has been proven right, I think I have a lot of company of people covering it. And uh, so that's become kind of a challenge, right? Because there's so many other journalists now today who are covering this topic. <laughs> well, it looks like people like us are going to have to read both your books to understand it. Tech Titans of China and then go back to Silicon Dragon before it to understand the roots. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Rebecca. It's a fascinating book. Thank you. Thank you so much. Rebecca A. Fan in there, author of Tech Titans of China, the book I'm reading today in Read. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.